the party to you. Tonight. I was way off. Hold on to your butts. What's up, heroes? And welcome to the Stephen Corson Show, where we discuss financial strategies, habits, and mindset to get you to your first 100K and then get you to your first million, all in the pursuit of true wealth and modern freedom. So I cannot stand the term financial freedom. And listen, I'm guilty. You're like Stephen, but I've heard you say it before. Yes, I've said it before because everybody's saying it. Okay. But has anybody ever really defined what financial freedom actually is? I mean, just because somebody has a million dollars, does that mean that they are as financially free as Jeff Bezos? If somebody has six months expenses saved up and you know has paid down the majority of their debt, are they financially free? What is financial freedom? Well, Good news. I'm going to walk through the seven stages of financial freedom with you so you know exactly what stage you are at. And that way you know exactly what stage you're trying to get to next. Now, I will throw out the caveat that I do include uh, a level zero and that's not one of the seven stages. So you can argue whether or not level zero is one of the stages and therefore there's eight stages. Uh, That's one of the things that historians will have to figure out. But Personally, I think zero plus seven still equals seven. So that's why I'm sticking with the fact that that's what I think there is. So let's jump in here real quick and look at some of these definitions. If you're listening to the podcast, I'll spell out for you. One of the beautiful things about this is the fact that there are actual formulas that you can look at and really understand what each level means. So like I said, financial freedom is one of the worst buzz terms out there. Let's define it. So level zero is dependency. This means you're not financially free by any sort of the imagination. It means that your debt and your living expenses equal your income plus monetary assistance. So basically what it's just saying is you can't pay for your monthly expenses and you're relying on something like your parents, welfare, or some type of external source of income in order to be able to live. So that's why it's level zero. You are not financially free by any means of the imagination. Level one is solvency. So this is where your debt and your living expenses equal your income. And what I would say about this is it's like, this is probably the base level where the majority of people are at. It's like, listen, I am living. I have all of my basic needs met. Uh, I have a house. I'm able to pay my food. You know, but when you put my net worth, my cash flow, my expenses, everything together, it's like at the end of the day, what matters is I can pay my bills. That's really what solvency is. So you're whatever that looks like to you. Level two is stability. So this is where living expenses equals income plus your emergency fund. And I define an emergency fund as $2,500. A lot of gurus out there like to just say $1,000. But the thing is, they've been giving this age-old advice of $1,000 for like 30 plus years now. And guess what? $1,000 doesn't get you that much anymore. I mean, my groceries just in the past two years with every single week went from a hundred to $130. So we have to be adjusting for inflation as it stands right now. $2,500 is the number that I'm using. And I will continue to adjust that as time goes on. We need to be responsible instead of just using buzzy catchphrases. Um, so yeah, this is level two stability. And this is, this is a, a really good starting point, I think, for a lot of people that, that are, whether you're at level one, some people may actually have plenty of money, but they just don't have an emergency fund set up. You just need to make sure that you have this step absolutely you know, ready to go in case something bad happens. You want to have cash on hand. So get that emergency fund taken care of. 
Level three is debt freedom. So I uh, specifically highlighted this one in green because I truly believe that this really is the first stage where you start to get a taste of financial freedom. All right. So this is when you are free of bad debt. So for the most part, I call bad debt anything that is not your mortgage. So as long as you a mortgage, I believe is good debt. As long as you have that paid off, um, you know, and then you are able to start investing in other areas. This is level three debt freedom. And remember, these are stacking on top of each other. These aren't exclusive as I go through the definition. So you know, I'm saying this, but at the same time, you still do have your emergency fund. So again, these are building on top of each other. They're levels for a reason. And like I said, your only debt is your mortgage and you've got six months of expenses saved. You have room to breathe. Let me tell you something. When I reached level three, it was like for the first time in my life, because I grew up really poor. It was like for the first time in my life, opportunities opened up to me that I just had never experienced before. When I had six months of my expenses and I'm sitting here and I'm just like, I could quit tomorrow. I could get fired and it wouldn't matter. Like I, I, I wouldn't, it, it would matter, but it wouldn't matter from the standpoint of like, oh my gosh, I have to have a job tomorrow. Man, it gave me this sense of peace. It took away so much anxiety that I didn't even know I had. I don't consider myself an anxious person, but there was just this level of confidence that all of a sudden I had to where like, man, I really can be, you know, I am my own person. It's like, I'm not beholden to this job as much anymore. When, when you reach level three, oh, your, your perspective really starts to shift. It's really incredible. So level four is security. And this is where your investment cash equals your survival expense. So what that means is you have investments that are growing enough to cover some of your expenses uh, if you needed to, and you have money saved up in order to make some moves. So Maybe you have money in the stock market. Maybe you own some real estate that's cash flowing, whatever the case may be. Whatever those investments are, it's like, are they paying some of the bills? Are they taking care of some of those basic things? Uh, or even if they're not and you just have them and then you're reinvesting those, which is great. If you were to stop working, you know, would it be able to cover some of that? If so, that's when you're at level four security. Okay, so level five, love this one. When you reach level five at flexibility, dreams start happening. Like seriously, it's it's absolutely incredible. This is the stage I'm at right now. I'm working on level six, and you know when you have cash equals two years worth of your monthly expenses, uh, the the world just starts to look different. You start to view like what is a job and and all these other things, and you know should, do I want to go and pursue a passion? Like there's just so much that starts happening when you reach level five flexibility. And this is when you have at least two years of monthly expenses saved up. All right, your investments are in stock, saving, checking. You add all of it up and it equals two years of expenses and you have no fear of losing your job. Now, one question I do get from people on this one is, hey, can I include the equity that I have in my home in this number? I say no. Uh, the reason for that is because the money that you have that is locked in your home, you know, so for instance, right now, like, uh, you know, our house has appreciated a lot. We have a couple hundred thousand dollars, uh, you know, that would be in equity that we haven't even paid down, but it would just be in value of the home. But I can't get access to that. If I needed to pay a hundred thousand dollar, you know, bill down tomorrow, I can't just go get that money 
out of my mortgage. I would have to do a, you know, a new assessment. I would have to do refinancing. Like It would take time. It would be a process. So in this situation, we're referring to something in the accounting world they call quick assets. And quick assets, it's just, listen, can you get this turned into a pile of cash within 24 to 48 hours? So that's why we're saying things like stocks, savings, and checking. That's really what we're talking about here. All right. So level six is independence. Now, independence is a little tricky because you cannot reach level six independence through savings alone. You can save all the money you want in the world, but at the end of the day, your investment cash needs to equal your living costs. So this becomes a scenario to where now you have investments that are bringing in some type of income. They're bringing in some type of, um, you know, it could be dividends. It could be real estate. Uh, it could be, you know, uh, investing in businesses or the stock market. It could be a lot of different things, but it's paying for your lifestyle. It's paying for your living expenses. Level six is the one that requires the most design out of any of the, uh, any of the other levels before us. Because like I said, you're, it's cash flowing investments. Um, it could also be disbursements. Maybe you have a business. Uh, and, and, you know, the disbursements from that business are paying for your living expenses, whatever it is that that looks like. This is not, this is the, the first time in any of the stages where saving is no longer the answer. You can't just save. You can't just, um, you can't even invest to get this way because, you know, if all you did is ever buy stocks and none of them, uh, pay a dividend or do anything that is going to return cash to you. Well, then it's not paying for your living expenses. And that's the point. This is about having investments that give you cash in order to pay for your lifestyle. Again, as long as you have a job, you don't need it to. But the point is, if you were to remove income from the scenario and you actively working, do you have stuff that could cover it? That's what gets you to level six. And that's currently the one that I'm working on. Um, so we, me and my family, we have up to 11 years saved up. If me and my wife, we never worked, we never adjusted anything and continue to live a lot, you know, expensive lives that we're living right now and childcare and all this other stuff. Obviously, we would make adjustments if we both started working. But if we didn't, we have 11 years of, of a runway basically before, you know, in the business world, they call it our burn rate, you know, how much cash we would burn through in order to get there. And that's also assuming that none in the next 11 years, none of these assets appreciated. So just leaving it at that. So then finally, the last one, level seven, which is abundance. Now, this is where your investment cash is pretty much greater than anything you could ever want. Now, I know a lot of people are sitting there going, I don't know, Stephen, there's a lot of things I want. I can think of a lot of different stuff. You know, At the end of the day, it's like, this is when your investments are generating more money than you spend annually. Now is the time to be ultra generous and live well. Now, some of you may be looking at that and going, okay, this is the Jeff B, you know, Bezos, the Elon Musk. This is what you got to be a billionaire to get to level seven. And I just want to be the first one to say that is absolutely untrue. Absolutely untrue. You don't, in some cases, you don't even need to be a millionaire to get here. I would argue in 99% of the cases, but if you want to go and do van life or you want to move out to a plot of land somewhere, you know, start a farm, sustainable living, there are people who are doing this to the extreme, you know, who make $50,000 a year just working a job, living off the grid, living off the land, doing things like that. And they have technically reached level seven because they're probably spending maybe twenty to thirty thousand dollars a year between equipment 
and uh, going out and buying supplies, different things like that. And they're just investing the other $20,000. And after 10 years, they have so much that it's like, if I continue living this lifestyle, I have achieved level seven. Now, it is important to note that you can be at one level and then you can drop levels. We see this all the time. But what's really important is to intentionally know exactly which level you're at and what it takes to get to the next one. We don't want to be at level one going, man, I got to get to level seven. No, if we're at level one, we want to know what it takes to get to level two. And that's it. We, we don't need to worry about any of the others. And if we were at level five and a disaster happens and then financially we're a little wrecked and we're back to level three, well, then we don't work to worry about getting back to level five. We work to get back to level four. That is the entire point of this. It can be very discouraging psychologically, emotionally, you know, physically even whenever things happen and we're not making the kind of progress that we want. So that is why it's so important on any financial journey that we are focused on the things that we can control and taking it on a step-by-step basis. The, 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 the purpose is to get you know consistent growth here, but no success just goes up in a straight line. You know, it's going to be an up and down journey. So keep these seven different levels top of mind as you're going through, figure out exactly where you are, and then create steps on what you need to do to level up to get to whatever the next level of my favorite buzzword, financial freedom happens to be.